0: Hello and welcome to Climate Emergency Manchester, I'm Simon and I'm here with Chloe and Adam to talk about carbon literacy and behaviour change within Manchester City Council. This is based on a report called Embedding a Zero Carbon Workforce Culture and was presented to Environment and Climate Change Scrutiny Committee in November. So who wants to pick up with what is carbon literacy and why is it important?
1: Carbon literacy on one level is um, a training course, it's quite simple, it's a day training course um, run by something called the Carbon Literacy Project Um, and it should be a kind of basic requirement to do your job in the city.
2: No, it's normally like a day's worth of training. Um, it involves watching something about, like, I guess, the science, of understanding the science of climate change, and then uh, you may uh, sort of expect to make some personal pledges about how you will reduce your individual carbon footprint based on what you've understood and,
0: and learned over that, that, that training session. And from the report itself, I've got a few snippets, um, which I won't read out entirely, But it talks about um, this approach provides a thread from the strategy so each member of the workforce can see how they and their team will contribute to the council's zero carbon action plan. Skipping a bit. Um, Training is provided as the foundation for all staff, ensuring they understand the key concepts and can determine how they can take positive action. Um, According to the Carbon Literacy Project, it's estimated that attendees who do their training on average will reduce their carbon footprint by 5 to 15%. This sits along uh, broader engagement activity throughout the employee journey from hire to retire that is helping to build a zero carbon culture. So it's fair to say, I think, that the council, MCC, think that carbon literacy training is important.
1: I think it is important just as like a building block and a foundation so that you can then get on with doing all the other stuff and to make sure that no matter which bit of the council somebody works in no matter how long they've been there like what their previous background was what generation it is it's like a leveler by that point everyone has just a basic level of understanding so that when there are changes in their role or things that they have to enact you don't have to be explaining things everyone is on board to do to do what is being required so i think it's important but only so you can get on with the stuff that actually is really going to make a difference
2: it on itself is not actually going to change action it's you know there's a couple of pledges maybe your next car that you buy might be electric you might put some more loft insulation in you might not eat meet so much, maybe you, you decide to go on one holiday uh, in the UK, that sort of thing really. It, it's not a, uh, how am I going to change and fundamentally change the service of, you know, how we do things at, you
0: know, in my day job. So as an example, if you were looking to win the Tour de France, this is your cycling proficiency?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much it, Yeah, I'd say like, you've got a lot of training to do to get anywhere near mountain one too uh, compared to you've got your stabilizers and you basically had them taken off you and you understand that roads are dangerous and you should wear a helmet and put lights on your bike.
1: For a sport and a race that was plagued by drug treats for years, as an analogy.
0: (laughs) I don't know if there is a drug that actually helps you fake carbon literacy but if it exists I think they've probably found it already.
2: They've been hitting it up for years, haven't they? <laughs> is it called denial? Shots of denial and delusion put on.
0: <laughs> so we've established why carbon literacy is important. We're failing on the city's carbon budget instead of reducing in line with MCC's 2038 goals. We're on course to exhaust it entirely by 2027 at the latest. And in order to take the radical action needed to turn around our failure on the carbon budget, we need a council with a staff and membership who are trained and fully informed on the climate crisis. Training underpins that action, so it obviously has to take place before anything can come of it. We're coming to the end of 2022 now. Adam Chloe, how long have MCC been talking about climate literacy? And what promises have they made before?
2: Well, if you just read the report, it might give you the impression it's only really been something around since 2019. But the history goes back at least a decade before that point.
1: Yeah, it goes back to uh, before when we still had a, a Labour government and a quick bit of Googling when the year's biggest stars included Robbie Williams, Shakira... And Lily Allen, so that was two thousand and nine. I think
2: there was also just a financial crisis happening mid-flow, possibly.
0: Blimey, was it that long ago? Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah two thousand and nine is perhaps the point where we can begin our timeline of carbon literacy. So that was the year that Manchester City Council launched its its sort of first. Climate strategy, but it was it was more than just a strategy. It was sort of a call for collective action across the city on climate change, and it was called uh, Manchester: A Certain Future. And might be worth delving into the archives and um, sticking uh, a link in. Sticking a link in to um, to that because yeah, it's a lot of it. A lot of it still stands, and I think this commitment is quite a good example of how there was once quite a nice ambition. So the line that carbon literacy grew out of was was this, which is that Manchester City Council in 2009 said that everyone who lived, worked or studied in Manchester would receive a day of carbon literacy training that could be online or face-to-face. Online training is not just a, a Zoom pandemic thing, and that that would happen by the end of 2013. So they set themselves four years for everyone to get a day of training, who lived, worked, and studied in Manchester.
2: Yes, I've actually found the Manchester in the Future, and it says to create a low-carbon culture, we need to build a common understanding of the causes and implications of climate change, and develop programs of carbon literacy and carbon accounting, so that new culture can become part of the daily lives of all individuals and organisations. Every one of the actions in our plan will contribute in some way to the development of carbon literacy in the city. Yeah, interesting to go back to those words in 2009,
1: 2010. So that's not just about a series of behaviour changes. They're trying to create a kind of a a cultural... A new new culture. A new culture.
2: culture. Yes, however, achieving a new low-carbon culture, we're thinking about counting carbon is embedded in routine, can only be delivered as a result of all the actions together in an overall coordinated manner. It says, enabling a low-carbon culture in the city will be particularly important if the challenge of meeting even more demanding carbon reduction targets between 2020 and 2050 is to be met. <sighs> Collective silence and sigh.
0: That's 2009, what, more, what since then?
2: So it was launched by our great leader or previous great leader, uh, Sir Richard Lee, uh, at the Arndale Centre in 2012. Um, so there was a pretty good turnout of businesses. Um, you know, I think it was yeah released to fanfare. It was basically picked up by a couple of people who developed it into the Carbon Literacy Project because there wasn't actually any action from that a certain future document. It sort of was taken in they were like, why, why is no one doing this? And decided to create a project all around it and get funding for it. Uh, and then, yes. Yeah, so there are successive deadlines within that that's potted. And we have to sort of shout out, I guess, like Manchester Climate Monthly that have done a lot of the groundwork since that launch in 2012 and beforehand uh, to sort of incessantly foyer the council around this one as a I think it's a flag bearing of climate action or inaction uh, during the time. It's a really good story to sort of show because there is the historic foyers in place.
1: It's just a good example of if you take one promise and look at it, get dropped, a new target come, the existing target get a bit hazier. You could do that with other aspects, but I guess this is one way through through the work of others that have, have come before us, we ha- we do have that and we're going to pick out a few years where, through four years or other pu- or other publications, we have targets. But there are probably others beyond this. I'm not sure if this is uh, e- exhaustive. So, Manchester Climate Monthly, ever the optimist, thought check just check in and um, see how that's just see how how far that target's been smashed, really, because that's what it looked like was going to happen from the Arndale. and. Um, So, the executive member, um, under some pressure, um, agreed, said said that there was going to be a target that 60 of the council's um, 96 members would have done their training by end of um, 2014. So, about two thirds ish, they thought would have done by end of 2014. When pressed, it actually appeared that they'd managed 23. So, more like less than a quarter. And that's 2014. That was 2014.
2: And then in, in 2016, uh, there were basically further attempts made to understand how many people had been carbon literate. Um, they wanted a, uh, a, a database, basically, to show which members were carbon literate and were not, so that you could easily contact your counselor and ask them directly why they're not. And these attempts were very much um, push back. If in 2017 we found out actually the the leader who launched it back in 2012 had finally got rounds to uh, to actually complete his carbon literacy after I suspect a lot of foyers about whether he had or had not done it. So it took him five years pretty much uh, to become carbon literate on something that he launched.
1: Unless it was like your driving test and he f- like, failed it. <laughs> so whether that was whether he, whether he was carbon literate on the first attempt or whether there were some resits, I don't know, maybe that needs a follow-up for you.
2: I suspect knowing uh, the leader, he probably thought he didn't need to do it and was above him um, because he'd done so much already in, in this area, but didn't necessarily see the symbolic importance of leading by example.
0: If it makes him feel any better, I actually failed my cycling proficiency. And I've since cycled lands into John a great so he could absolutely you know be living a very green life in future it's nothing stopping him no, but I think like it's,
2: it's not a course you can technically fail unfortunately it's something that you go through so all he had to do was go through it and make some pledges at the end of it uh, and he possibly would have passed with flying colors yeah. and got a certificate at the end I
1: get a certificate you do you do maybe that maybe he wasn't told that or there's only just but after 5 years his pa managed to book out a day in his diary so that was 2616 which was about, you know was the sort of database what about in 2017 as well there was another check in just on that, the senior management team as well wasn't there
2: yeah and it was found that only one of the 10 senior managers which i guess would be like the top uh, paid uh, council employees, so the civil servants that make up this senior management team. I guess like they're execu- they're a bit like an executive board uh, at, a, um, at a at a a
0: corporate level at a company level. And only
2: one of ten of those were carbon literate then.
0: So we started in 2009. Everyone who lives or works or studies. In Manchester. Or
1: studies. Or even does more than one training. of those things, yeah.
0: Okay. Eight years later, leader of the council has finally got uh trained and one in ten.
1: One out of, of ten the of managers. the of the sort of senior managers has done their carbon literacy.
0: Okay, what's next?
1: Well, the next was a rare occurrence where um we or Manchester Climate Monthly didn't have to hit with a foyer, which was the um, climate emergency declaration. Don't you just feel a kind of warm, fuzzy glow just thinking back to it? Um, And yeah, we forget it wasn't just a one-off declaration, there were several like commitments and promises within it. And there was one around um, climate literacy, which was ensure, this was in July 2019, this was stated, ensure that everyone in the council receives carbon literacy training by the end of 2020. And already, with a nod, perhaps even a, a weary, seasoned eye on some of the pushbacks, in part of the climate emergency um, declaration, there was also a line that said, "Make attendance easier by varying times and length of sessions." So, the climate emergency declaration is not this kind of utopian thing. There's words built in there to make it manageable. So, to sum that up, it was they wanted everyone in the council, so all staff and or elected members um, to be covered by the end of 2020 so we've dropped the kind of trying the council trying to kind of galvanize change and create that kind of you know that that probably too fuzzy change just your own people on your books and the elected members just get that done by the end of 2020. And there's an acknowledgement that
2: obviously there has been a difficulty in trying to get people to attend because of potentially like Fitting it into schedules and fitting it to other work that's going on. So it was practical, it was trying to be flexible. Um, So I think, yeah, then in October 2021, um, so we've done successive reports called Hung, Drawn, and Quarterly. I was looking into how, and there were how many iterations of that? Five?
1: Five, I think. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Possibly eight, I can't remember. There was a lot. So we were quarterly asking, doing FOIAs, like really trying to push them to actually see if there's any change uh, from the Climate Emergency Declaration and what they were actually doing. Uh, and I think it got to the point where it was pretty much too depressing to start FOIAing again and again when you get the same responses again and again. Um, and in 2021, they hadn't even got a specific target for all staff and elected members to be trained, even though... They had made a commitment in the Climate Emergency Declaration in July 2019. Um, you know, there was an action to get to this gold carbon literacy status by 2025, but they hadn't actually got a target or a, a plan in place to get all staff and elected members trained. I,
1: th- I think my favourite is the, the, the comms team won. Though so this was a like <laughs> I, I, I mean there's probably loads of these. This is just you've got from this is just like the subset that like we worked on well, across the desk. I'm sure many other people have stories. A rare
2: victory. A
1: rare victory where in November 2021 um, the council was forced to admit that it had launched inaccurate information because it had claimed that the majority of the communications team had carried out training when pressed. We asked, what do you mean by that? And they said that 11 out of 50 had had done it. Now, I don't know if you were as good at maths as you were at cycling proficiency, but last time I checked what a majority was, 11 out of 50 didn't quite cross the threshold. So
0: What did you call it? Delusion?
2: Delusion. Put on. And then, uh, yeah, I guess it, it, we come to sort of 2022, and... There's something called the Zero Carbon Coordination Group. That's like a working internal working group at the council, and we managed to obtain minutes of the meetings for the past, what was it, twelve months or more? Um, something that had been repeatedly requested by councillors, uh, but they had essentially ignored them for a good amount of time. Uh, so we decided to FOIA it and see what they actually provide. And they provided us with all their minutes and uh, all the notes associated in the agendas and all the rest of it. So from that we could then start to unpick and send another FOIA to actually understand that they have an internal target of all senior leadership group members to to become literate by the end of 2022 so we're getting somewhere now
0: so all senior leaders by the end of 2022 are there any other targets from this year that you're remembering or is that our most up-to-date apart from what was in the report at Scrutiny in November.
1: I'll say what the report in in Scrutiny offers as a target. Perhaps one other thing to flag in this timeline is that earlier in 2022, we spotted signs that this was being taken more seriously, but also more investment was being put into it. So, um, because I secretly want to work for the council in their zero carbon um, workforce team, I uh, spotted there were a few job adverts, that were new posts that were being created around um, zero carbon work- workforce, AKA climate literacy. Um, so that was firstly recognition that we, they would need people in the staff, like people who worked in HR, that kind of role, like, um, to help bring about this change. So they recruited people to, to do the project that it seemed like they were not struggling to do and then on the elect- me- electors member side after the May 22 elections when there's always a little bit of a rejig of um, briefs perhaps even more so this time because it was the first election since Bear Craig had been leader um, there was a, a sort of a new deputy um, for climate change and environment post created um, which went to Linda Foley and um she has explained to us, hopefully she'll be able to explain maybe directly to listeners that um it was made clear to her that one of the sort of priorities for this post would be trying to get um zero uh zero carbon workforce going from the elected member side so there's a bit of there's a bit of sort of weight behind it maybe and then in November we have this uh paper which has Target, which I'd say is slightly clearer than mud, but not that much clearer. We were just reading through it um, now. So gold, which means fifty percent of the of the staff, so that's around three thousand five hundred staff by the end by March twenty twenty five. That's the target that they're going to. But what is unclear is if there's any interim milestone. So i read it out in full and maybe people can decide what they think. It says in this report from November, deliver carbon literacy training to 35% of staff and all members to work towards achieving gold carbon literacy accreditation by March 2025. I know what's happening in March 2025, but that's a couple of years away. What needs to happen before then? I'm not clear.
2: Well, it sounds like they've got about 15% of their staff, workforce, carbon literate so far. I think they're still working towards that 2014 commitment to get 60 elected members carbon literate. I think the last count is somewhere in the 50s, like maybe 53 or 58. In eight years? Yep. I know there's been a lot of changes since then. There are people that are probably carbon literate that have left, but... Um, yeah, pretty surprising. I bet you there are some members elected, I don't know whether, I don't think I have a list that are not carbon literate, but I suspect there will be members on that list that have not have been in the council for far longer.
1: <laughs> but we, we were saying, I know we've explained a bit what carbon literacy is, but maybe it doesn't kind of like hit home. If you flip it over, and these are people who've been in the organisation for years, they're just in Loving being carbon illiterate. Don't want to know about carbon. I'm just happy in my illiterate status.
2: It obviously doesn't mean enough to them or they maybe not been pressed into doing it by, you know, it hasn't been a, something they've been whipped into doing uh, by the sort of labour group, for example. Um, but yeah, it's a matter for labour group. If they haven't necessarily prioritised it and told people that they have to do that, if it's a prerequisite, I think they are now doing it as part of their induction for new members. So any new member, unless for some reason they can't attend, their induction will be become literate.
1: So there's new members, sure, but everybody who's a non-new member, you get re-elected after three years. This and everything else, it isn't just, oh, it's the same old ship. Like, you essentially, you're, you've got a new mandate. I know that's not how they necessarily see it. But at that point, when you've been re-elected, you should... That's the checking point. What's changed in the organisation? What do you still need? There is an obvious point, even for people who are think of it as a continuous line in the council. When you get re-elected, you have a fresh mandate. So what else has changed?
0: Absolutely. And the reason we do this is because it would be very easy to listen to the scrutiny committee we just had in November in 2022 and think do you know what they first thought about this in 2019 when they declared a climate emergency and there's been a pandemic obviously it was going to have impacted it but the point is this has been on their radar under two leaders and several changes to councillors and exec members since 2009 so Everyone in the city who lived, worked, and studied in the city could have been carbon literate by now. So we've understood now about the importance of it and the shoddy record of pledges and broken promises. I hope this has been a useful subject to understand. Central to every action from government, business, and the rest of society is the idea that we all have a good level of knowledge in order to work from. If you have questions or themes you'd like covered in a future podcast, let us know either by responding to us in the podcast description, depending on how you're streaming this, or email podcast at climateemergencymanchester.net. If you want to give us some Christmas cheer, give us a follow and share our little podcast with just one other person. In the meantime, Chloe, Adam, thank you very much for your time uh, and your long, long memories.
2: Uh, thanks to, uh, yeah, Manchester Climate Monthly for all their historic...
1: <laughs> Dogged persistence. Dogged
2: persistence. Is probably Indeed. Like if
0: he's me. listening to this, then maybe he can like the, uh, the tweet promoting it. See you soon, Manchester.